This is Friday, February 29th. Have you ever had your identity stolen? Have you ever had someone get their hands on your personal information and use it? A few years back, it seemed to take forever to get the IRS to process my tax return. Months passed with no news. But then later, I received a notice from the IRS that my tax return had recorded a refund of almost $10,000 and that the return was an error. They had mailed out a check and they wanted the money back, please. But my tax return did not claim a refund in that amount, only a very modest one, and I had received no check from the IRS. You see, in the process, I learned that someone had gotten their hands on my personal information and filed a fraudulent return with my name and social security number. My actual return had never been processed because, well, the way it works is they will process that first return that comes in with your information on it. Now, by the time all this was discovered and untangled, it was time for another tax year. Here we go again. I cannot tell you how distressing this was and how difficult to solve with the IRS. They were helpful and kind, but it was still a nightmare. Now, I tell you this story not to gain your sympathy, but to talk about debts and responsibilities and how they come to be addressed in our lives. Here's our text for today, Galatians chapter 2, verse 15 to 16, and then down to verse 19. We who are Jews by birth and not sinful Gentiles know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. Because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. Now here is Paul giving to Peter and also the church in Galatians a longer explanation for how the gospel works in our lives. He teaches the church what we now call justification. This is one of the core beliefs of the Christian faith. Notice Paul uses the word justified. To be justified is to be right with God. He says that no one is justified by the works of the law, because no one can fully satisfy the demands of the law. In Jesus, Paul learned that all that he did to make himself a good person, a righteous person, fell short of what God demands. You see, the Lord asks for holiness, purity, and right actions. And we cannot produce this in any complete or lasting way. We always fall short. Now, for the Jewish people, the way to be right with God was to do the works of the law and to make sacrifices when you fell short. But you just couldn't make enough sacrifices. There would be no end to them. In the end, no one would ever be right with God. So God provided a way through Jesus for us to be cleared of sin. He did this with one sacrifice made once and for all. Jesus took care of our debt. He substituted himself for us, making his righteousness our own. Our access to this righteousness comes only through faith in Jesus. Now, Paul reminded Peter of this when Peter refused to eat with Gentiles. 
He told them that no one could be made right with God through the law, through eating with the right people. It would only happen through Jesus. Now, this was a powerful word for people who have lived in bondage to the law all their lives. Imagine having to count the number of steps you take on a Sabbath day. Imagine not being able to pick up something you drop on the Sabbath day because that would be work. You see, a life in the law was unmanageable. You were in fear of becoming unclean every day. And then if you were unclean, there was a process you had to go through to be made clean before the eyes of the law. Jesus said that the religious leaders placed huge loads on people's shoulders through the law. Yet those leaders would not lift a single finger to help them. He could see the burden that people lived under. This is why Jesus promised that anyone who came to him would find rest for his or her soul. Now, was this discovery of justification that made the church possible? It wasn't because some people were good and others not. It was because people trusted in Jesus and what he did for them. And what he did for them, Jesus also did for us. Now, we might wonder how we can remain justified if we sin. And yes, we're still going to struggle with sin in our lives after we come to believe in Jesus. But the work of Christ on our behalf, the sacrifice of Jesus, is applied across the scope of our entire lives. So much so that Paul says that it was through the law that he died to the law. Now, I think when he says this, he means two things. First, it was through the law, through trying to do it, that he came to die to it. That is, he learned he couldn't pull it off. However faithful he tried to be, it was in the law that he learned to trust Jesus and grace. But second, it was in Jesus fulfilling the law that he was saved from the law's demands. He died to the law. It no longer rules his life. Now Jesus does. Now I want to take you back to the identity theft I experienced. In the gospel, there has been something of the taking of my identity by Jesus. But in doing so, he assumed all my debts and gave me the very status he has before the Father. And what he did at the cross, he justified me and provided me a place that has nothing to do with the law. Now, when I think about this, why would I want to try and take refuge in the law today? Why would I take pride in my performance when Jesus has set me free from all that? And that is what Paul asked Peter. And it is a good question for us. In Jesus, our place with God is settled. It's secure for good. We are justified before God by faith in him. Let's pray. Help me to rest in Christ today, O Lord, knowing that you call me your beloved child and that I have been justified by faith in him. In his name I pray, amen.